What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to Arrowhead Live. This is episode 19. Uh, so we're just coming off of week four win against the Detroit Lions, 34-30. to And it was a sweater. Um, I sweated all all afternoon long. It was terrible. Um, what did you all think about the game? Yeah, it was, it was really nerve-wracking. Uh, we were kind of talking about it, and I said that I was just waiting for Mahomes to kind of kick it in and, you know, take over the game. And uh, he obviously he eventually did put that drive together at the end, but it, it was way too close for comfort for me. Yeah, I think that was the first game that Mahomes looked pretty human, uh, you know, except for that Jags game last year. This was the first game where, you know, he didn't look like a cheat code and looked like he was uh, made of something different than everybody else on the field. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, it seemed like he was always about to make a play and then he would overthrow the guy or, you know, he, he had that touchdown to Sammy Watkins in the end zone, which would have gotten called back on a holding penalty anyway, but it got punched out. And it was just like things like that all game long. It was just it was just a perfect storm for the Detroit Lions. And, you know, Mahomes pulls it out um, at the very end. But, yeah, hopefully we don't have another one of those for a while. That was, that was very uh, – you know, AFC championship esque yesterday or on, on Sunday. And, you know, I, I had enough time to recover from that one. I don't, I don't need another one of these anytime soon. Um, moving on to a couple things that impressed and disappointed us this week. Um, first and foremost was Bashad Breland's awareness on that touchdown. Uh, that was really the one that put us back in the game. I believe it was tied 13 to 13 at the time. Uh, and then, you know, the Lions were going into the end zone and carry on Johnson kind of fumbled it. And I think I think it was Xavier Williams that picked the ball up and then just like dropped it. And then Bashad Breland just walked over there, picked it up and just took off, um, you know, and like Kenny Galladay kind of like swatted at him in the end zone, but like didn't even try to chase him or anything. So I don't think anybody knew what the hell was going on. Um, and honestly, I was talking about this um, earlier, but if that play had happened to us, Y'all know how pissed off we would be, like mm. if it was oh. turned the other way around and we lost on a play like that. It'd be ridiculous. Oh my I would, god! I would have lit Twitter up. Oh uh, yeah. I would have been so mad. Um, but with that being said, that's why you always got to pick. You always got to go until they blow it dead completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's definitely smart on his part. But uh, yeah, I would have been pretty mad if I was a Lions fan. Um, kind of the next thing uh, that I was impressed with was Kelsey's consistency. We talked about it last week, and he continued it again um he just gets his yards every week um you know he's always just a a safety net for Mahomes when he's looking even though Mahomes overthrew him a few times um like we said Mahomes was overthrowing quite a few guys uh last week but Kelsey's look consistent and um I'm sure he's going to continue to be yeah the one thing that impressed me was just how good LaShawn McCoy has been for the Chiefs um, he's had 31 less carries than Kareem Hunt did last year at this time, and he only has 70 less yards, one less TD. Um, he has more receiving yards, um, the same amount of receiving TDs. So I, I think that, you know, if he can continue on this pace, obviously Kareem Hunt played much better as the season went on. But, um, you know, getting in for pretty much nothing from the Bills um, is just has greatly benefited the offense um, thus far throughout the year. And then Darrell Williams also coming in. Uh, to help out since uh, Damien's gone down. It's just, you know, it's been pretty good um, and pretty surprising for most people, I feel. Yeah, Daryl Williams has been playing great. Um, he punched two touchdowns in the end zone um, on Sunday, 
And those were two huge plays that, you know, I, I know Shady is really good, but those were two straight-up power plays that I'm not sure uh, Shady could have accomplished. Um, so Daryl Williams comes in there. He punches in the game-winning touchdown and another another touchdown um, in the middle of the game as well. Um, the next thing that impressed me was Tyron Matthews' impact. Um, so he had that huge sack um, on that blitz play, that safety blitz, uh, where he comes in and he sacked Stafford on third down for like 15 yards. That was huge. That was a pivotal moment of the game. Uh, the Lions were driving, and we needed to make a huge play on defense, and Tyron Matthew came up with that play. So that was something I really uh, was uh, pleased me to see. Um, and then another thing that was also really nice to see was just Tyron Matthews' uh, fire, especially in the defensive backfield. You know, there was a couple plays just like last week um, against the Ravens when, you know, Tyron Matthew was really close to making some plays. You know, he had that ball in the end zone where it, you know, grazed his hands and he, he dropped it um, against the Ravens. And then he comes in and uh, there was a couple plays just like that where, you know, Tyron Matthew was right there to make the play. Um, and it was either just a perfect pass or, or a great catch by the defender or by the by the receiver. But, you know, like I've said a hundred times, Tyron Matthews eventually going to come up with some of those plays. So that's something I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, and uh, the, that play where he got the sack is kind of what we brought him in for. You know, he's capable of making big plays. He's capable of bringing fire to the defense, and which is something we really wanted. Um, and, you know, it was just awesome to see that um, kind of coming to fruition there. Um, the next thing going on, too, we kind of talked about it earlier, was um, with Mahomes' game-winning drive. I said that, um, you know, he kind of we all talked about how he kind of looked human, and we, he couldn't quite get it together uh, the last game. But um, he proved that he could, at the very when he needed to get it done, he got it done. Um, drove the field, drove up the field, and won the game for us. And, you know, Mahomes, just it's, he's a winner. Um, he's going to do what it takes to win, even if it's not – always pretty which usually it is but this time it didn't end up being that way you're going to have those type of games in the nfl uh so it was very impressive to see him do it once again yeah and i mean the thing that impressed me on that drive was just mahomes on that fourth down run uh he knew they were dropping you know eight guys into coverage and uh the middle of the field was just going to be wide open so they rushed three guys and mahomes kind of sat there and honestly, I don't think he ever intended to throw the football. He waited for the middle of the field to open up, and then he just took off for 15 yards. And uh, that was he had a couple big plays or a couple big runs um, on that game-winning drive, uh, as well as that he absolutely threaded the needle to Byron Pringle, which I have to give Pringle a lot of the credit on that play because um, you know he bounced, he caught the ball, and then bounced off a couple defenders and hang on, hung on to it. Uh, just to get knocked down at the third at the three yard line, so he was really close to getting in the end zone there. Um, but you know he hung on to the ball, and uh, that was that was the basically the game that was the play that we needed um, to get that done because um, you know from there they ran it twice and punched it in the end zone. But without that catch by Pringle, um, I'm not sure Mahomes could have gotten it done. And uh, moving on to the things that kind of disappointed us, uh, or not kind of disappointed us, really disappointed us this week. Uh, first and foremost, first and foremost, the defense is still a major uh, liability in terms of in terms of the run. Uh, I think they're giving up like 5.9 yards per carry right now, and they've given up like the fourth most yards um, through the first four weeks in like the history of the NFL, which is just crazy. And you know, it kind of goes to show because they're obviously selling out to stop the pass 
Um, except for this week, I mean, you know, Stafford had three touchdowns and over 300 yards, but um, the first three weeks, they really stopped uh, stopped the pass pretty well. Um, so, you know, hopefully they'll be able to tighten up that run defense in the next couple weeks, and especially with Claiborne back, they can take a little bit of pressure off the DBs. Um, so we'll have to see where the run defense ends up going forward. Yeah, it was definitely disappointing to see with uh, the run defense still struggling. Um, you know, hopefully, we, we've been saying this every week, We ho- hopefully they can get it together. But um, I, I just don't know if it's going to happen. I, I think we just need our defense just to be a little bit better. I mean, we're obviously doing – they're obviously doing enough to win, but uh, against some of the better teams that we're going to face, it's, it's probably not going to work very well. Definitely need to get to going. Hopefully, like you said, bring Claiborne in will, will help some. We got to still hoping we can uh, bring in some another guy, another cornerback, um, to you know just to solid just to keep everything good on the outside, and so we can focus on the inside a little more. But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see how that goes. Uh, another thing that was pretty disappointing was that the offense never really got it going. Uh, we talked about that already with Mahomes just kind of missing some guys and. I don't know if guys just weren't getting open either as well, but um, yeah, they def- definitely never got it going this week um, until that last drive where he was able to, to manufacture the win. But um, we'd like to see them get going, getting going quicker. We kind of talked about that before. They take a while, and uh, we kind of were wondering when the game would come where they, they never got it going, and that was this week. So um, hopefully they tighten that up and keep it rolling. Yeah, one of the other you know disappointing things um, – for me, was the fact that our cornerbacks are giving up such big plays. Um, I mean, right now, Charvarius Ward is averaging 15.5 yards per reception. Fuller's averaging 14.9 yards per reception. Breland's averaging 14.9 yards per reception. It's it's ridiculous that um, they're giving up that amount of yardage. Uh, I don't know if Claiborne is the guy to fix that or what needs to happen. Um, I would still like to see the Chiefs go out and trade for a cornerback, get a, a bigger name um, in the backfield, but I don't know. What do you think, Grant? Yeah, um, you know, I think Claiborne is going to come in. He's going to bring a lot of relief for the cornerbacks just because they're playing almost – I think actually they're playing 100% of the defensive snaps right now. Um, I know Fuller and – uh, Clay, or Fuller and um, Breland are at least, and I'm pretty sure Ward is as well. I'm not exactly sure on that, but you know they're just gassed by the end of the game, and I, I don't really blame them. Um, you know they're not really giving up a ton of plays, but whenever they do give up plays, they're big plays. Um, I, th- I think I think Breland is allowing like something like 55% of receptions, and then uh, Ward is allowing like 61% of receptions. Um, Fuller, on the other hand, is giving up like 88%, which is absurd. But, I mean, the thing is, is whenever Claiborne can come in, hopefully he's going to be splitting time with with uh, Ward a little bit, and they'll be able to pick up some slack there and, uh, you know, keep the guys fresher um, and see if, if that'll make a difference at all. Um, and then the next thing is the fact that we kind of mentioned the cornerback struggling, but more specifically is... Kendall Fuller is really struggling in zone, which is where he's made his living, um, especially with the Redskins whenever he was a top five cornerback in the league in 2017. Uh, Fuller was one of the best, if not the best, cornerback in zone coverage that year. Um, And he was really good in zone coverage last year. And, um, 
You know, this year, I mean, Spagnolo plays almost entirely zone. I think it's like something crazy, like 80% right now. And Fuller is just getting, you know, abused, which is something I'm not sure what the deal is because he looked pretty good in the playoffs. You know, he played with that broken hand um, and he made some big plays. It looks like he's just his confidence is just shot at this point. Um, I'm not really sure if he's if he's not getting help over the top or, or what the deal is, but we're definitely going to need to see Fuller uh, take a step forward. Hopefully he can regain some confidence and make some big plays uh, down the road here. Honestly, I wonder if that uh, the confidence has anything to do with how the national media portrays the defense. Just, you know, hearing how bad you are 100% of the time and how good the offense is. I don't know. For me, it would definitely affect, you know, just hearing that if the defense can just not be last in the league, you know, something like that all the time, that would probably mess with the way I was playing on the field and the way that I was, you know, preparing for games. Yeah. And def- definitely he's struggling, and it's it's kind of it's weird to see that, uh, you know, the, the difference between how he, what he was doing and um, at, with the Redskins and coming here. But, uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully he can turn it around. He can't get much worse, <laughs> to be honest. Can't get much worse than it already is. So, um, yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, something that was really disappointing last week for well, for both teams, actually, was ball security. Um, would we have three fumbles? Five. Five. Yeah, even even yeah, worse. Yeah. Uh, it was just terrible that nobody could hold on to the ball. Um, I don't know how you get to the third and fourth fumble and you're not getting screamed at on the sideline for fumbling the ball or you're not making sure that you're, you're not going to be the, the next guy that fumbles. But... It happened, and it's that. It was definitely, it, it definitely uh, hurt our chances uh, to to win the game, and we barely snuck it out. Yeah, and you know the ball security thing is something that teams probably saw on film. Uh, the Lions probably saw that on film, and you know they said, "All right, we're going to go into this game. They're carrying the ball loosely. You know, they're they're juggling stuff as they're getting tackled and whatnot." Uh, so we're going to go into this game and we're just going to punch at the ball as much as possible, which it pretty much seems like that's what they did. Um, and, you know, Belichick, which Patricia came from Belichick's scheme, um, Belichick is really good about, you know, picking out those little things that teams are uh, flawed in. And, and I guess I guess the Lions saw that the Chiefs were flawed in, in ball security and, and they went after that liability. And obviously it worked. It almost cost us the game. Um, going on to the next thing. Uh, we're starting the mailbag back up this week. Uh, so we have a few questions here that were submitted to us. Uh, the first one is from Ryan. Uh, he said, how is it that the defense is absolutely horrible again? And honestly, Ryan, I really, really don't know. Um, it's like, you know, we expected the run defense to be better, um, you know, with the drafting of Colin Saunders, and we have Naughty coming back, then we have Chris Jones, and we have Frank Clark, who's better than D4 at run defense and then we have Alex Okafer who's better at run defense than Justin Houston at times um and the run defense is horrible uh, I know we expected the defensive backs to be a little bit of a liability but honestly they they haven't been the liability the problem has been the run defense and it's not even close um you know we got the linebackers we got Hitchens um who was supposed to be better in this scheme and we had uh Damian Wilson who's actually been really good he's probably been our best run defender on the team so far but Deron Lee hasn't done anything. Um, he's been a huge liability in the run defense. Um, and, you know, it's just things like that. It's just not coming together. 
Um, I know it takes, I've said this time and time again, it takes three to four weeks for teams to start get for new defensive schemes to start going. Um, so hopefully it's week five. We're going into week five. So hopefully, um, you know, we'll, we'll see the defense, you know, make a step here against a Colts team who has Jacoby Brissett, who nobody really expected to do much after Andrew Luck retired. And he's leading the league in touch passing touchdowns right now with 10. Um, and it's not like he's throwing a ton of interceptions either. He's got 10 touchdowns and two interceptions. Um, so it's definitely going to be a test for this defense. Um, and we'll see how they, you know, see how they react to it. Um, the next question is from Bradley. Um, what role will Hardman have once Hill is back? Um, so I think Hardman's role, at least his depth snap count, is definitely going to be reduced. Um, he will be splitting time with Demarcus Robinson as the wide receiver three, most likely. Um, so, you know, we'll probably see him on 25, 30 or so snaps a game. Um, and he'll probably get a couple targets, you know, two or three targets a game, uh, maybe four or five on the high side, um, depending on, you know, this the defense that they're playing against and uh, how they can explode, expose those defenses liabilities with uh, between Robinson and Hardman. Um, and then the next question, uh, the last question from Kay Tizzle, um, besides New England, who who is the Chiefs biggest AFC threat? Um, you know, this is kind of a tough one because, you know, no team in the AFC, you know, right now is really standing out to me. I mean, the Bills have a really good defense. Their offense is horrible. Um, the Browns have been off and on, you know, they put up 40 points last week, but they, you know, overall they haven't looked great. Um, the Texans, same with them, you know, they've put up some points, but overall they don't look great. Their offensive line is terrible. Deshaun Watson is still getting killed. Um, and then you have teams like the Colts who we just mentioned, uh, the Colts and the Ravens, um, who the chiefs are both going to see, uh, or the Ravens who they've already seen. And then the Colts who they're going to see this week. Um, who are two really good teams, but, you know, I think that the Patriots and the Chiefs are, they're just on a different level than everybody else in the AFC right now, and I don't really think that's a debate. I think that uh, you're you're absolutely right when you talk about the Chiefs and the and New England being the, the top two, for sure. I don't think anybody really debates that. But I think that if I, if I was my number three, if I had to pick another one, I think it would have to be the Ravens. Um, just, I know we played them, I know we beat them, um, but they're a pretty dangerous team. I, I th honestly think that um, Lamar could have hurt us even more than he did with his legs the previous week. Uh, he he, there was some times where he looked like he wanted to run, but then didn't do it, and mm. ended up they doing a terrible pass and, and instead. Um, if I honestly think if they 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 could be really dangerous against us with the with our defense the way they are, um, if he runs just a little bit more than he did last week. Yeah, and I think any team that has a running quarterback, I mean, uh, you know, the Texans have a running quarterback, and, you know, we've shut Deshaun Watson down the last couple times that we've played him, um, but those guys are always threat against, always a threat against us because our run defense is such a liability. And, you know, the, the Browns, they're a team that, you know, has, you know, been pretty underwhelming through the first four weeks, but it goes, the same goes for a team that has a completely new, coaching staff as it goes for a team that has a new uh, defensive coordinator. You know, it takes a while for them to get going. It takes a while for them to implement all of their schemes and everything like that um, on a weekly basis. So, you know, I expect the Browns to get going. I don't expect them to do much more than eight and eight or nine and seven. Um, 
but you know they'll they'll be right around there. They'll probably be a wild card team. Um, we'll just have to see where they end up at the end of the year. But you know, um, outside of I mean the Ravens, the Browns, and the Bills and the Colts, there's really no one in the AFC that is you know even in the discussion of being a threat to the Chiefs. If you had to choose an AFC West team that was going to make the wild card, is it going to be the Raiders or the Chargers? It's going to have to be the Chargers. I don't know, man. I mean, the Raiders have looked have looked decent. I mean, they put a beating on the Colts last week. Um, you know, they're off and on. Um, but mm. I mean, the Chargers are the easy pick. But yeah. I'm not sleeping on I'm not sleeping on the Raiders. Uh, you know, sneaking in at nine and seven because the Chargers have not looked good. I mean, they were losing to the Miami Dolphins. The the Miami Dolphins had their first lead of the season against the Chargers. Their and first I think points. They let, no, right? they had their first points. points. No, they, they had scored before. They had, yeah. Either but, way. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I just I just can't get behind. I just don't think the, I just don't think the Raiders will be able to keep it together that long. I just really don't. I don't think that they'd make the playoffs. I think that I could see the Chargers getting it figuring out together. When when is Gordon coming back? Do we know that? I, I I assume he's going to be back this week. He yeah. Was supposed to, he was supposed to play limited snaps last week, but he didn't even see the field. So. Yeah, I, I think that, but I think that if Gordon comes back, that helps them drastically. I, I know Eckler was doing pretty decent, but Gordon's just on a, on another level than that. So um, he he could definitely give them a you know a boost, you know, uh, get them going. But um, I, I just don't see that. I don't see the Raiders being able to to squeak that one out. I know they've looked decent. I know they look decent, but I I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders are going to have to win at least one or both of the games against the Chargers, which I don't expect to happen. Um, I can see them taking one from the Chargers, but, you know, they're, it's going to be a tough a tough road for them um, to the wild card. But, you know, I'm not ruling it out because the Chargers have not looked that great. And I'd even argue that, you know, the Raiders have looked just as good as the Chargers. I mean, it's been horrible. And the Chargers are, once again, just decimated by injuries. Yeah. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see how the the rest of the AFC West shakes out. Um, I mean, we know the Broncos are pretty much completely out of it. They're zero four. Um, you know what? What they say they're a uh, they're in a world of uh, suck right now. Yeah, yeah. They're in a huge world of suck. I'd call it worse than that at this point. But anyway, moving on uh, to what to watch for for Week Five against the Colts. First and foremost, can Pat and this offense recover from a bad week against the um, against the Lions last week? Um, you know, this is something that is telling of a good quarterback is how they recover on a week-to-week basis. Um, so they come back to Arrowhead. It's always an advantage for the Chiefs. Um, so we're going to need to see Pat and the offense really bounce back and start making – some big plays that we've we've been taught and you know been accustomed to um, this team making, and you know I think Andy Reid is really going to sit down and you know I think the Detroit Lions game really humbled this offense and said hey like nothing's going to be a cakewalk this is the NFL um, so we just really need to buckle down you know get our crap together and you know get back to what we we've been doing for the past year and a half. Yeah, and I I think they're going to. I think that next week they'll they'll recover. I I don't think it's it's going to take a lot to keep to have Mahomes have that type of game again. Um, and if he, and if they aren't able to recover, 
uh, going forward, then it'll be a surprise to definitely any Chiefs fans and the rest of NFL, I would assume, because um, if they can't recover from that, then they're definitely not as good of a team as we thought they were. And if they're, if our offense isn't who we think they are, then we're in for a world of, world of trouble. But I, I think that they'll they'll turn around next week and we'll be just fine. Um, kind of moving on to the next thing is can Shady and Daryl continue what they've been doing for us? Um, yeah, I think starting off, I was going to talk say earlier is that um, Williams has looked really good good to me. Uh, you know, and I kind of was a doubter. I'll I'll admit it. I was I was a doubter uh, going forward. What why we kept him and <laughs> so have a couple other guys, but um, yeah, he's he's been looking good. Um, he, he's one of those guys where we can we can put him in and goal line situations. He can power it in. He's we uh, we kind of lacked a power rusher for there for a bit. Uh, and uh, he looks good. Um, and then having Shady be able to break off of those big runs, um, I think that I think they can continue to do what they're doing. Um, I don't think I don't think Shady's washed up. Uh, I think he's still got some left in the tank. And Daryl's looked good, so um, I think they can keep it going. Yeah, and the thing with Daryl Williams that's really impressed me is his pass catching ability. Um, I knew he was a good pass catcher uh, going into the year. We saw it a couple times last year. Um, and then if you go back to his LSU days, we knew that he had good hands. Um, but, you know, he has shown some some different bursts than we've seen in the past. And I just think that Daryl Williams and Shady are just really good compliments to each other. It's that classic, you know, lightning and thunder um, type duo because Daryl Williams is a bigger guy, at, you know, 225, 230 pounds. And Shady is that that short area quickness guy um, that can really do anything in the open field. And, you know, Daryl Williams, it's obvious because, you know, they put Daryl Williams in there twice on those goal line plays to punch in the in the touchdowns last week. So, um, you know, hopefully we can see that continue. Um, and then whenever Damian Williams comes back, you know, he's going to carve out his role, obviously. Um, and I think I think that the Chiefs just have, you know, I've always said investing big in running backs is just not worth it. And this is exactly why. You know, they have a hodgepodge of running backs. They have a 31-year-old, an undrafted free agent, and, you know, Damian Wilson or Damian Williams, who's been a career backup. And um, they're really just, you know, they're making the best of it, and the running game has been really solid, um, both as pass catchers and runners. So that's something that's really impressed me and um, something that definitely we need to see, you know, in week five and going forward um, for this team to succeed. Uh, moving on to the next thing is the fact that Frank Clark, he's been underwhelming. That's no secret, um, but he's really got to get going. And we know that he's pissed off. Um, we know that he wants the sacks. Um, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, getting to the quarterback because I kind of talked about this previously, but he continues to over pursue the quarterback. He is getting up the field um, on pass rushes. And then it seems like he just gets washed out at the end of the rush. Um, when, you know, in years past, he would, you know, give a spin move, um, and, you know, turn around and, and get after the quarterback or, you know, put a rip move or a swim move on the, on the, on the tackle and, and get to the quarterback or, or do something. It's just like, he's just running up the field and, you know, just getting washed out, which is weird because, you know, his strength in the past has been, you know, putting a move on the tackle and he's just not doing that right now. Yeah. And it, it's. I don't know. It's, I'd love to, to say why why it's happening. It's it's just it's really weird. You know, all the there's a lot of people that doubted him coming in, and I was not one of them. I was really excited to have him to have him because he was such a stud in with Seattle. But 
yeah, he's got to get it going. I know he wants to. I know, um, you know, I know he's capable of it. It's just, I don't know. He's he's got to get it going, or there's he's gonna he's gonna be hearing about it, and I think he's already hearing about it, and it's it's not sitting well with him. So hopefully he can get that to get get that together. Maybe it's because of the double teams that he's facing. I don't know, but I mean, he know. is he is getting double teamed, but you know, at the same time, you know, Chris Jones is getting double teamed as well. And he's beating him on occasion. And, you know, that's something that you want to see from a guy who's, you know, an elite pass rusher or is called one. And Frank Clark has, you know, was last year, he's considered an elite pass rusher. That's why the Chiefs, you know, gave up a first round pick and a second round pick for him and gave him the huge contract. And, you know, we just haven't seen that from Frank Clark this year. I kind of mentioned last week, you know, he had a couple injuries during the preseason, a hip issue and I believe a hamstring issue. Uh, and it kind of hindered him. He missed a couple preseason games. So that could be part of it. Uh, maybe he's, you know, still, you know, those injuries are nagging him. Um, but, you know, hopefully we'll start to see something from him. We know he's hungry. Um, I know Ori and Austin know why we know he's hungry because, you know, he's talked about it um, to us. But, um, you know, he, he'll get – I think he's going to get going. Um, you know, he's, he's pissed off and – the thing you never want to do is piss off a pass rusher because um, when they get angry, uh, you know they're gonna they're gonna do some serious damage to to offensive tackles. Um, so yeah, Frank Clark needs to get going for sure. Um, and then the next thing is that we need to force Jacoby Brissett into some serious mistakes. Um, Brissett has been really really good through the first four games. He's got ten touchdowns to two interceptions. Um, and I, I believe he's like throwing for, you know, 800 or 900 something passing yards. And he's the only quarterback through the first four weeks with multiple passing touchdowns, which is crazy. And Pat's not even one of those guys, as we know, because he threw none last week. Um, so Brissett's going to come in to Arrowhead. Um, so the crowd is going to need to be a factor. So if you guys are listening to this and you're going to the game, we need you guys to be loud, force Brissett into some mistakes, you know, disrupt that offense a little bit. Um, and then we're just going to need the defense to ball out and, you know, show something that they haven't shown in the first three weeks or first four weeks. Um, you know, so, you know, a compilation of those two things and, and hopefully, hopefully we can get Brissett to, you know, take a step down uh, from what we've seen um, through the first quarter of the season. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I want to see us force Brissett into some mistakes, but I don't even know if we're going to need him to. I think the offense is going to come out and completely trash this Colts defense um, after underperforming like they did last week. Um, but I, I do think that, you know, crowd noise is going to mess with Brissette, and I think that um, Chris Jones, and honestly, I do think Frank Clark is going to be getting to the quarterback this week. It's going to be his you know, second game in Arrowhead. He obviously has a drive. Um, and a, a newfound fire lit under him. Um, uh, so I, I think that we will force Brissett into some mistakes. I think he'll have uh, two turnovers, whether that be, you know, a fumble and an interception or whatever it is. Um, but I do think the defense gets to him, the crowd noise gets to him. And uh, I think that'll just benefit the Chiefs offense even more as they, you know, tear up the Colts defense this week. Yeah, and I hope that kind of adding on to that, that, the run defense finally shows up this week. If we can stop the run and force him to throw, he's gonna uh, we're gonna force him into some bad, some bad decisions, and 
you know, he hasn't been ha- hasn't been making too many bad decisions that, that yet this year. But if our run defense can finally show up, uh, you know, can I clog that, clog the holes up and force him to throw some passes he doesn't really want to make because there's they can't get anything going on run on the run. Wow, they can't get anything going on the running side of the ball. Um, hopefully, um, that'll that'll seal the win for us. Yeah, and the Colts have a pretty good running back in Marlon Mack, who ha- is having the best year of his career um, so far this season. And uh, they obviously have one of the best offensive lines in the league as well. Um, so the defensive line and linebackers are really, really going to need to show up and uh, you know take away the run and and force Jacoby Brissett to make some plays with his arm and force him to you know show us that he's the player that. Um, that we've seen through the first four weeks. And, you know, if he is, then he's going to make those plays and the defense is going to have, you know, a little bit of trouble on their hands and and they're going to have to make some plays in the defensive backfield as well. Um, But if he's not, then, you know, hopefully the defense makes us make some big plays and forces some turnovers um, with Brissett throwing the ball. Um, So moving on to um, the conclusion here. um, First and foremost, we have a new giveaway uh, it's pinned to our profile on Twitter. We posted it on Instagram as well, but you can only participate on Twitter. It's it's not uh, there's no way for us to for you to participate on Instagram. So check it out on Twitter. Um, follow us and then retweet the post, and you'll be entered to win. Um, and then next we have our store, our merchandise store, which we're gonna have about ten products on there um, that I've gotten set up, and it should be ready to go here sometime this week it's it's actually all set up um i just need to finalize some things uh with the t-shirt company um and then we'll be ready to go and you guys can go on there and and you know start showing us some love and buying some shirts we've tried to price them um as fairly as possible um there are some expenses you know shipping and stuff like that that uh we kind of have to take care of but um i believe that the, the prices are pretty fair and you know it's really good quality you know shirts and stuff like that so um, check that out whenever it's posted and, um, you know, you know, buy some shirts, buy a hoodie, something like that. Um, so that's about it for this week, folks. Uh, we are going to be back next week. Um, yeah, I know it's, we're posting these on Wednesdays now. Usually we used to post them on red Friday. Um, but it really just doesn't give y'all enough time to listen to the podcast and take everything in, um, after the game and then before the next week's game. So, We're going to be posting them on either Tuesday or Wednesdays from now on. Um, So give it a listen, you know, retweet it for us and participate in that giveaway and, and check out the new store when it's out. Thanks for listening. Go Chiefs.